0: Dan Scott, barely a week ago, I heard you rail for two hours about independence. Uh And? Mr. Hardwick, how many times have I heard you speak of freedom at my father's table? Half the men in this church, including you, Father, and you, Reverend, are as ardent patriots as I. When you are needed most, stop at only words. Is that the sort of men you are? I ask only that you act upon the beliefs of which you have so strongly spoken, and in which you so strongly believe. Welcome, Patriots. This is another episode of Patriot's Voice of Michigan. It has been a crazy week. I had the privilege to hang out with Seth Keschel and Robert Gelt and R.J. Reagan this past week for DeCertify Michigan. And we have R.J. Reagan here, special guest on the podcast. So thanks for joining us.
1: And I'm here as well.
0: Hey Dave.
2: Hey, thanks, Brian. David, always good to always good to connect with a couple of Patriots.
0: So, uh, tell us a little bit about your background and why you're running.
2: Uh, a little bit about my background. I've been uh, entrepreneur most of my life. Uh, you know, five years banking, five years stockbroker, ten years manufacturing, uh, professional recruiter for five years, and. Uh, I ran for state representative a few times before, and I basically hung it up. said, okay, I, I, I've done my part. I ran, and it didn't work. And so I've been uh, building my logistics business and, and real estate ventures, and I got a call on January 3rd. Some, uh, some very concerned parents that had been being called uh, domestic terrorists by the school boards oh, yeah. and uh, small business owners that had their businesses effectively shut down during these um, – unconstitutional and unlawful mask and vaccination mandates and uh restaurateurs and they this is emergency you have to run and i said well i appreciate the offer but i'm not interested in running and i've got some other things i'm working on now and they said no no you're the only one that can do this you've done this before you can ramp up quickly and we need you to do this and i said well thank you but i'm still not interested uh but they were persistent and i told them i'll pray about it i'll give you a call back in the morning and I, my very first phone call was to Mark Gurley and uh, talked to him uh-huh. about it. And I believe Dave HMO was one of the second or third phone calls on, on that list. And I spent the night and next morning. I gave him a call back and said, okay, I'll do it. But here's the deal. I'm not leaving my, my, my companies and I'm going to give you time. I'll knock doors, but you're going to have to get behind me and help because I'm not doing this alone and I'm not going to quit doing what I'm doing from a business standpoint. But I will give it my all, and um, I will run an effective campaign, and I'm going to stand on three things, the U.S. Constitution, the Michigan Republican Party platform, and the Bible, period. And uh, David made sure I I, I added the no new fees, taxes, and fines uh, pledge, so I said absolutely, that's not a problem at all. And uh, that's kind of gotten us to where we are here now, right now, Brian.
0: Very true. What do you think uh, the most pressing issue is? Today in the state of Michigan,
2: well, without a doubt, the most pressing issue in the state of Michigan across the country is election fraud and election integrity. Because election integrity is a national security issue. So, if we can't secure our own elections, our our basically our, our country, our sovereign nation, sovereign individuality is gone. So, election integrity, election fraud, uncovering that is the number one most important issue in the country. Now, for the voters in the 74th district where I'm running, they see it's more of um, parental rights and school boards. It's a very legitimate issue, as well as the mandates uh, for small business owners. Those are the things that are right in front of our face. That's what the voters are most concerned with, it seems to me. Um, But the actual real issue that I see is the biggest problem. The keystone issue of them all is election integrity and uh, because without election integrity none of those other things matter because they'll just put in who they want to and our country will be infiltrated uh, by foreign interests and our country as we know it will disappear
1: good answer real good answer and uh, i couldn't agree with you more rj thank you david it's just a matter of time because if if people can't count on their vote going where it's supposed to go you might just as well hang it up they're just going to say who they who's going to win so uh, I'm just glad that Matt is running on that issue and if he if he wins in this election here this week uh, And he wins that against the Democrat We will have somebody that will go after the coup that just occurred with the Dominion machines and it was a coup absolutely a coup so And if we all know what the what a coup is and uh, basically the punishment for a coup is death did you know that? It's pretty strong
0: very strong what um What other issues um, do you think you'd be able to bring to Michigan to turn the state around?
2: Well, I think one thing is, and if you look at what really happened with the shutdown and the mask mandates, it really wasn't the government that was the problem. Um, It was the corporations. Uh, I call it corporate fascism. So with these unlawful, unconstitutional mandates, they, they put them out into the country, and corporations were concerned. Uh, about backlash for that. And so it was actually the corporations in America that enforced these mandates and shutdowns. It, all it took, if you had the corporations that say, no, stick it in your ear, Whitmer, we're not doing that, which is what actually happened in Houghton County. We were just up there with Seth Keschel. They explained, they, they told the governor to stick it. And they said, no, they kept it open the whole time. But it's the corporations that really enforced these mandates, uh, which is fascism. And I, the best thing that I can bring to the table is I'd really like to start passing legislation, whether that's through tax credits or uh, grant money, some kind of incentive. We really need more entrepreneurial men and women to start small businesses and, and grow them. Back in, uh, you know, 50, 75 years ago, we had great little companies in West Michigan, you know, like Steelcase, for example, Amway, Meyer, Bissell Corporation. These were you know, first-generation families that, that ran companies very conservatively, good, solid Christian you know, work ethic. And then you get the second, third, fourth generation, and these corporations have gone squirrely, and they're massive now. And, and trust me, the corporations in West Michigan are, have what made, have made West Michigan great. I mean, they're very generous, very good families, but what we need to do is create a whole new generation of these companies. So we need more entrepreneurs to get involved. And once you have individual entrepreneurs that have the fortitude and wherewithal to, to get up every day and go out into the marketplace and, you know, excuse the metaphor, don't, don't take this out of context, Brian, like the, you know, some of these other groups have. But you got to go out into the marketplace, kill something, take it home, feed your family. And when you have independent men and women doing that, they're more likely to stand up to the tyranny that happened with Governor Whitmer. So I think one of the best things I can do is to encourage entrepreneurship to give really individual freedom back to people and not rely so much on corporations and the government. How are you going to do that? A combination of you know, tax incentives um, would be a great way of doing that. Getting rid of the regulations. I mean, for crying oh. out loud, to get licensing for barbers. I mean, what the heck do you need a license to, to have a barbershop? I mean, that's well, a pretty self correcting industry. Well, you cut a guy's guy's hair wrong, guess what? You ain't going to have no more customers. Your business is done. So why you don't need to license these things.
1: Taxes, fines, fees, rules, and regulations, all those things you get kills an economy and kills businesses. And that's why I encourage you to say, hey, I'm not going to vote for anything that increases tax fines or fees. And that's why we're in trouble in the state of Michigan. We're one of the most regulated. And you would go right along, I think, with a part-time legislature, would you not?
2: Oh, my gosh. A hundred percent. See, the problem is when you've got legislators at the swamp in Lansing all the time, you can get more easily influenced. So what we need to do is have a part time legislature. So these legislators stay in the district. And that's you know, that's the Reagan idea. You know, if they don't see the light, they can feel the heat. So when you spend more time in your district, you're forced to pay attention to the voters in your district and pay attention to what they're saying as opposed to what the lobbyists and the people handing out the goodies in Lansing are, if you will.
1: Well, I see that uh, you're on the uh, ballot. And, uh, of course, you got Betsy DeVos trying to people write names in. They're not going to win. That never happens. So I think you're going to be the the candidate. You're going to win this one. They're going to throw everything they can at you for the next full term. So you got to be prepared for that. And I think if you just keep talking the way you're talking and saying what you really believe, which I do, believe you believe you'll win that as well and I think uh, just a little advice when you get down there first thing you ought to do is make some news by putting in some really good bills whether it's up part-time legislature e-verify uh, going after uh, you know our licensing regulations for all the stuff they're doing and then try to cut budgets that's key yeah you you, your background you ought to be on
2: appropriations yeah, well, that, it's funny, during our, uh, our candidate forum, they asked me which, which, you know, where I wanted to be, you know, what committee I wanted to sit on. I, without question, I just flat out said appropriations. Um, but along those same lines, it, it's really interesting, when I did the candidate forum and interview with the Grand Rapids Chamber, uh, there was this homosexual on the board that asked me about the Elliott Larson bill. And I flat out told him, I said, listen, we don't need any special carve-outs for homosexuals and lesbians that are going to add more regulations and red tape to what's going on in Michigan. Business owners don't care if you're white, black, male, female, gay, or straight. They just want to make a profit. So let's make it easy for people in West Michigan to start and grow a business and get rid of all this nonsense. What's your next question? And that boy, he wasn't happy at all with my answer. <laughs> <Good to you. laughs>
0: yeah, a very interesting uh, statistic that I found that over the last 30 years, Michigan has never lost the Senate and we've only lost the House seven times. And as of 2019, U.S. News came out with the rankings and ranked Michigan as 38th overall. How is that even possible with a Republican majority in our legislature for that long?
1: You want me to answer that? I've been there? You got a lot of guys that got great ideas. They get down there. They they tell people what they want to hear. When they get there, the peer pressure is so tough and so hard that they just back off. And they do what they're told rather than what they know they should do. And because they do what they're told, they're rewarded with money. And money helps them win their next election. Because for most of them, it's the best job they ever had, the best benefits they ever had. There lies the problem.
2: Yeah, and Brian, you, you heard me speak about this last night at um, the Christ Community Church with Seth Keschel. The The fact of the matter is, every politician has one goal and one goal only. And that's to get reelected. And like what Dave Ajam just said, when you get that kind of money and influence and support, I mean, there's a rhino candidate against me where they had two active, currently sitting state senators actively campaigning and parading their little puppet around Lansing, which was basically a veiled threat to everybody else. there, saying that if you don't want your legislation to get bogged down in committee, you better support my guy. And, right. and that's what you're up against. So the, the point here is what, what Benjamin Franklin said when the lady asked, what kind of, of government did you give us? And he said, "You have a republic, Miss. If, which is a big word, if you, meaning her, can keep it. So what we need to do is grassroots and individuals. We need to be active in our neighborhoods and in the local precincts. And if if the elected politician is not doing what they're they're supposed to do, you hold their feet to the fighter and you primary them. You get them out of office. This is our issue. This is we've allowed this to happen in our country." We have nobody to blame but the mirror, And, and the, the grassroots people are starting to wake up. The good citizens of Michigan are starting to realize that. I think a lot of people were sitting on their hands waiting for Maricopa County in Arizona to decertify the election, and we didn't do anything. And once we realized that was DOA, that's when Robert Gelt and other folks started getting involved and say, okay, we've got to take action here in Michigan. And the individual citizens are starting to see that, which is really exciting. The little brush fires being started all over Michigan, but especially here in Kent County when we're and I think 10 or 12 county commissioners. We've got Brian Posthumus being primaried, Tommy Brand primary, Mark Heisinger primary. I mean, this is really exciting stuff here in West Michigan.
0: It is. Same thing it's in Ottawa thing. County. We got 11 commissioners and eight are being uh, run against. Um, so that's going to be awesome. We can take our county back. What do you. Um, With the whole decertified Michigan initiative, the ballot initiative, obviously you're probably on the same side as I am that a forensic audit probably will never happen with the legislature that we have.
2: Well, the reality is you're not going to get any movement on election integrity with the legislative branch or the executive branch. So our only option at this point, in my opinion, is the judicial branch. So when we were up in the Upper Peninsula talking with the uh, sheriffs, prosecutors, um, county clerks, they found 16 townships where they actually had zero in-person voting recorded. Well, if you know anything about the UP, you know these people don't vote absentee. They vote in person. So for these clerks to say that they had zero in-person voters, this is clear fraud that's going on. So we're getting sheriffs involved and prosecutors involved, and you force them. Politicians are only going to do what they're forced to do. You force them with the ballot box, and you force them with legal action, and and that's the steps that we're taking now. Sheriff Darleaf here in Barry County, he was the one sheriff in the state that actually called out this phony hostage uh, hostage hoax situation with Governor Whitmer, and uh, it was really sad. Even our Kent County Sheriff Michelle, she asked asked for uh, Sheriff Darleaf's resignation when he stood up and said, "No, nah, this is a phony story." And obviously, we all know what happened. These hostages, uh, it was a hoax, and they were all acquitted. But you have to hold their feet to the fire. So we're going the legal route now. So when you get these affidavits, and you go canvas, and they say they voted, and the, their vote didn't count, or you have other people where they said they didn't vote, and it somehow did did count, that's fraud. And so we just take these affidavits, we turn them over to sheriffs, we get them to the clerks, we get them to the prosecutors. And if they don't take action, and they violate their oath, then you can file something against their bond, their sure, surety bond, and hold their feet to the fire that way. So you just, we have to learn how to fight better and more effectively. And that's what I'm seeing across the state right now.
1: Another thing, though, I'd like to bring up is uh, you, you basically hit on it with the existing legislature. I think you're exactly correct. However, with, I hope, a whole lot of new people that come in, uh, that could change if the, the new guys stick together, change some of the house rules. And basically say we had enough of this. We want to change things. I tell everybody if your state legislator, whether it's a rep or a or a senator, was sitting on his duff and said nothing about the Dominion machine, said nothing about the election, said nothing about all the edicts that Whitmer put out killed all the people in the in the homes, the old people's homes, and you didn't hear from them and they didn't make a stink about it, they do not deserve your vote. They're just placeholders. And then, David, you and I are going to have to talk
2: offline. I don't, I don't want to tip our hand with what we want to do about changing certain rules in the legislature, but you're 100 percent right. You and I have talked before about certain rules that need to change. And we're going to strategize offline about how we do that once I win this election on May 3rd and uh, again in August and then November. But uh, we need to make some changes in Lansing. And uh, we've got some good men and women running. And I wholeheartedly agree. We get a we get a good group in there. You, you don't need to have the whole majority. You just need to have a vocal minority. And you can make some things happen.
0: Right. And, yeah. and one of those things are, like we said, getting rid of the machines and or hand counting. I mean, we need hand counting back into the picture for all elections. That will oh, definitely definitely eliminate the fraud.
2: Yeah. The thing that people don't understand is that these Dominion voting machines were actually put in by Republican Secretary of State Ruth Johnson under the governor, uh, Rich Schneider and one of the the terrible things that she did is she allowed dominion to maintain proprietary uh status on their source code and because election integrity and elections are a national security issue that is a hundred percent absolutely wrong and criminal what she allowed to happen because whenever you have source code in any sensitive area like that whether it's a military uh, complex or pharmaceutical you always have access to source code because you need to know what's going on. And For her to allow proprietary uh, designation for the Dominion source code in Michigan, I mean, that's flat
1: out negligence and, and possibly criminal. That's absolutely unacceptable. I agree. And those machines, as we know from Antrim County, did have Wi-Fi connection and they were connected to the Internet, which they're not supposed to be. And votes were changed by 68%. So the the evidence is there, and I think Matt DiPerno is all over that one. If Matt DiPerno wins, which I think he will, uh, the Attorney General slot for the Republicans, and he wins, you're going to see a lot of people in trouble. And I think that's why some of the Republicans are afraid of Matt DiPerno. They're not afraid of Leonard, because they know he's a cotton-picking establishment puke, But they're afraid of Matt DiPerno. Yeah, the great thing about Matt, you know, he's kind of like a one-two punch, David. You've got...
2: DiPerno in there, he's going to hold the feet to the fire, hold people accountable. But then with Christina Caramo in there, Secretary yep. of State, she's going to take care of the other big fraud issue, which is our qualified voter file. Right. That sucker needs to be cleaned out. There are too many people that should not be on our qualified voter file. They are not legitimate voters. And, and Christina is going to take care of that. So those two people get in there. I think Michigan's going to see a fabulous turn. Uh, for the better, and you're going to start seeing businesses and people come back to this state because people leave here because of the taxes, fines and fees, regulations, mandates. you get rid of this nonsense, get back to our conservative principles, constitution, Michigan Republican Party and platform in the Bible, you watch people come back to this great state because it is the greatest state in the country. It's just been completely mismanaged by Democrats and the controlled opposition rhinos that we've been elected.
1: We used to have a part-time legislature all the way to time until uh, Romney took the governorship, and that's when he changed it to a full-time because he didn't want to do the work. But for 126 years or whatever it was, we had a part-time legislature, which most states still still do. And another point you may want to bring up on your yeah, when you're going around talking is the fact that Georgia has got about the same amount of people we do, but they got a part-time legislature and their budget is 35 million. But our budget wow. is $68 You see a difference? Holy cow. That's a good put point. Thank you, in, David. Put those numbers in your head and use them because yep. that's what a full-time legislature does. They spend money. Absolutely.
0: Right, because then their, their pocketbook gets too big, their heads get too big, and then that's all they want to do. Because we all know that solutions aren't in Lansing and they're not in Washington, D.C. They are in your well, community.
1: For you, Brian, the guy you're running against is a good example. We got a 78 billion dollar budget, and what did Victory just do? He plopped a 5 billion dollar additional supplemental budget for the farmers. What's that all about? Give me a break. I mean, that's taking the pork home for your for the people that you know, are paying you to get stay in. So when
0: crazy. they do that, what is how is that money generated? Then is that just more taxes? Like, where does that money come from?
1: Well, you're getting a lot of money this year from the Feds, which should be used just to pay down the debt. Of course, they don't have to think of that. Right. Uh, they want to spend it all. So if money's there, they're going to spend it. And if they tell you they got a balanced budget, they're lying. Because the budget uh, does not include things like all your people that are retired and the health care that they're getting. There's a lot of stuff in the background there that people don't understand is not funded the way it should be. And it's almost the size of our state budget.
0: Yeah, that's wrong. Things have to change. I don't know. I think I'm pretty excited. I don't know if you are, RJ. Of all the new people that are coming in, and there's going to be a huge change. Um, I'm excited to run here in District 31, State Senate against Roger. And yeah, just more and more people I talk to, they they just sick of the status quo. And you're right. If they well, didn't stand RJ. up, if they didn't stand up, why in the world is it so hard that when Whitmer and any one of those administration people come out and have whether it's a bill they're working on or something that's against the citizens, that they don't stand up and say this is wrong. It just baffles my mind. You're serving the constituents.
1: You saw what happened to RJ. Yep. They went after him. Yep. Brian, they're going to do the same to you.
0: It doesn't matter. They
1: they don't stop. They they don't stop.
2: And it's like, well, wait till they hear about, you know, again, don't take this out of context. This is a joke. But like, you know, RJ killed a puppy or... You know, he didn't help a little old lady across the street or you right. know, one of my rental properties, a tenant, you know, had a violation. And it's never going to stop. But the reality is nobody cares. They don't listen to Wood TV. They don't listen to WZZM. They don't care what the Grand Rapids Press has to say because the voters now know it's fake news. All they do is try to drive the narrative and that voters are sick and tired of having little panty waist wussies in there that won't stand up for the voters, that keep getting manipulated and getting pushed around. I'm a velvet covered brick. i am listened to everybody, I'm kind, I'm compassionate, but we'd never budge on principle. That's right. And and that's just what that's what we need in Lansing. And but they do come after you. If you don't, you know, get in line, that power, I'm telling you, that speaker of the house has a lot of power. You know, same thing with the Senate Majority Leader. Just talk to Patrick Colbeck. I mean, they actually they ripped him, every committee he had out out of his hands, and they basically drove him into a small corner. So these people have a lot of power when you get to Lansing. So I'm I'm really excited if we get a little, you know, a small army of new state representatives in there. Hopefully, we can make some some permanent changes, like a part-time legislature and stripping some of the power that the Speaker might have.
1: Yeah, if you go to a part-time legislature. What I wanted to do and what some of the other ones, when we ran that, Norm Comrade and myself the last time, we were about 30,000 votes or signatures short because the marijuana people came in and they were paying like three bucks a signature and we couldn't keep up. So they all left us and went with them or that would have been on the, on the ballot. Hat, if we get a part-time legislature on the ballot, it's going to win and they know it's going to win. So they're going to do everything they can to make sure it doesn't get on the ballot.
2: If, if we can, you know, we win this election on May 3rd and like David said, you know, we win in August, we win in November that's another thing that will encourage more grassroots people to get involved because Absolutely. they can see, wow, you know, Regan he went through the gauntlet. I mean, they threw everything they had at him to try to stop him and to bring him down and maliciously defame and slander his name. And he came through and the voters supported him and won. So that's why these elections, May 3rd, August, November, are so important because it's going to encourage other people to get involved and run as well.
1: Yeah, couldn't agree more. People are sick of the hassle. They're sick of the negative ads. People want to know what you're going to do, and then they're going to see if you do it. And if you do it like I did, you will get elected every term with more and more of the votes, which I did. So that's what I, I just look at people and say, you promised X, Y, and Z, but you only did X. What happened to Y and Z? And uh, then they just back off, and they basically say, well, we couldn't do that because the governor wouldn't sign it. Hogwash. I put all kinds of bills in that the governor wouldn't sign it. But I put them in to embarrass both the governor and the GOP for not wanting to even vote on it. You know, if you've got a good bill, put it in. And if the speaker yeah. won't let it let it uh, on the floor for a vote, which Bolger didn't, my E-Verify, American Law for American Courts, good bills, other states have them, uh, then you just embarrass them. You hold a whole press conference and you say, you know what, the Speaker of the House has no ball. He doesn't stand up and put stuff out there because he's afraid anything that's controversial. And we need controversial stuff to get passed.
2: Yeah. David, 100 percent, because if you look at what happened, you know, the Democrats didn't have the, the majority in the House. Yet they were that. going after Rich Snyder, I mean, day after day after day with the Flint water crisis. And then when the Republicans who do hold the majority, they say, well, our hands are tied. We really can't do anything about the mandates or election fraud. This is all hogwash. This Absolutely. is controlled opposition. That's all this is. And you just need people to get in there and go mix it up a little bit. And, uh, you know, communicate, debate good ideas, controversial ideas, and, and make the public aware of what's going on to hold their feet to the fire.
1: Now, what you're going to find is like who's the guy who's running against Brian here, Victory, when they come out of, uh, when they go into their sessions, that's all fine and, and dandy. But when they go in behind closed doors and they talk, they made us sign a thing that we will not say what happened during those meetings behind closed doors because they don't want that information out. What they would also do is, and you got to be aware of this, is they would say, okay, you guys going to go out there. Here's the issue. Yeah, we voted for this tax increase, but here's how you answer it. We really reduced it over here, but we raised it over there. And that's the kind of stuff they'll do. And that's one thing I noticed right away in Roger Victory. He did nothing but give me the caucus talking points. And that ticked me off because I can, I can see that. I've been there. I know how it works. And I saw that, and I thought this guy has got to go. That's why I encouraged Brian to run. But Brian, you're going to need more money, and you're going to need doing a lot of knocking on doors, and you need money to do TV ads—not TV ads, maybe, but radio ads—and they're expensive. You got to hammer them on those issues. So.
0: We'll do yeah, planning on it, Brian.
1: Just, okay, yeah, make sure you get with Scott and, and uh,
2: Beth over there at Jethro Radio, ninety-four point nine FM. Great, great people over there, and uh, that's right in the district there—Grandville, Walker, Northwest uh, Grand Rapids. You know, it might not cover all of your area there in Holland, but Wood Radio as well, and then the religious. Yes. As far as it gets over to yep. Grand Rapids area, it's inexpensive.
0: Yeah, I've been on uh, 99.3, Joy, so been there already.
1: I mean, you want to do you want to do advertising on that, and then yep. you pick your time. When do they? When do most people listen to the Wood Radio? When do that's most of people age. listen to the religious station? And you want to have your ads before, during, or after those times.
0: Yeah, Wood Radio, it's typically the big one. is probably during Justin Barkley's show in the morning. He carries a lot of weight. That's when you want to be. Yep.
1: You, know, you need to be buying those slots now.
0: Yep. Well, you got any more questions for RJ?
1: No, I endorsed him. So hey, I, hey. I think he's a fighter and he's what we need. And he got yep. absolutely character assassinated on something he said, which was basically the way they... Put it out was a was a lie, and our own wiser uh, perpetuated that lie. That's why I hope that little scumbag gets out of office, and people wise up and get rid of that guy as head of the GOP. Okay. So. Well, I got some other issues. Okay. Want to hear? Want to hear? Yep. Keep it going. I I I wrote a bunch of them down. Biden's blunders. What do we have under Biden? We have a whole bunch of things. We had the border crisis. The first three months of this year, a half a million illegals came into the United States, and that's the one we know about. Ukraine asylum seekers uh, need a sponsor, according to uh, him, uh, Biden, but the Chinese, the Turks, the Hispanics, the Mexicans, they don't. Go figure that one out. Uh, Number two, he had a terrible Afghanistan withdrawal. He left Taliban with the second biggest world arsenal of war machines and left Americans behind. Number three, he returned us to energy dependence. Trump had us as dependent. We're now energy dependent on uh, Russia and other countries, and he begs Iran to increase their oil supply. Good grief! Iran is sworn to our destruction. Uh, authoritarian COVID-19 mandates he gave us, not based on science. And by the way, the uh, the military they were the one of the first to say everybody's got to get the COVID shot. The military knew what happened as a result. They had close to 300 to 500 percent increases. And several diseases after the shot, like myocarditis and a lot of stuff with the heart and so forth. There was a crime surge at number five. He the police, ICE, Border Patrol, and he blames guns as the problem. Well, I got news for you. put guns on the border and you won't have a crime surge and you won't have people coming into this country. That's right. Number six, rising inflation under uh, Biden. He blames it on uh, Russia, but he's a complete buffoon when it comes to economics. I mean, inflation is going to get even worse under this man. Uh, people's wages are, in effect, reduced by 7% to 8% a month at this rate. Inflation is exasperated by everything this idiot does, typically socialist gobbledygooks spending trillions of dollars with fiat money. That's what causes inflation. And he also had the war on parents, according to Biden's lackeys, parents who disagree with the school board. What's happening there? They're a threat. Oh, man. Markets are down, destroying your retirements and investments. Everything is down. There's not one thing this man has done that has helped the United States of America. And then when you look at our state, uh, with the little winch we got at the head of called Whitmer, uh, she's done nothing but hurt this state as well. And masks, because we had that, uh, that program, what, about a month or two ago, that, uh, that surgeon that was on here, uh, neurologist? Yes, Dr. Avery Jett. Ja- yep. It's, it's just all garbage. They don't work. So there you go. I got more, but I see RJ's back up. You got anything new? Hey, RJ. Yeah, I, I, I'm back. I, I think
2: the kids, when they get home from school, they get on the internet and play their video games or whatever. My internet kind oh, of yeah. got squirrely.
0: Yep, kids are good for that.
2: Yeah, Taxes and <laughs> inflation. Taxes and inflation. Those are the twin, twin thieves of people's uh, retirement and income, and exactly. you know. And, and trust me, I am not a socialist, not a communist, but Bernie Sanders was right about one thing: the middle class is getting destroyed because oh, what we saw in COVID trillions and trillions of dollars left the middle class and went to the rich. And and we have got to put a stop to the destruction of the middle class. We need good jobs, low taxes, and we need to keep the freaking boys out of the girls' bathroom and men oh, out amen. of the sports. It's <laughs> no doubt. Ridiculous.
0: We need uh, we need I, real I, biologists, too.
1: Did, did you hear that uh, one uh, guy that said he was a girl and he got charged for some kind of felony or something? He went to jail. I think it was New Jersey. So they put him in the women's jail. He got two women
0: pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that is so crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean the thing is, you know,
2: it, I've talked to so many Democrats, and they're saying that the the they have not left the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party has left them. This the is I no longer the, the JFK Democrat. Yeah. yeah, this is a radical progressive party that has nothing to do with everyday normal parents and, and people in West Michigan. And it, it's like the Democrat Party has absolutely lost their way with this, this communist nonsense, critical race theory and the hyper of our children. It's just absolutely disgusting what's going on. And I really feel actually bad for the teachers because I believe that a lot of the teachers, the majority of them, want to do just the normal good job, teach our children to read and write, do arithmetic. They're not interested in the social agenda. The problem is when you get the MEA and the Board of Education yep. putting the materials sure. in the hands of these of teachers and they're in the textbooks and, you know, the things that are in the libraries and, and then they attack the parents, like you said, David, you being called domestic terrorists when they stand up and say, no, we're not doing this. Um, it's just the Democrat Party's just absolutely lost their way right now. And um, Democrat voters as well as good
1: uh, Patriot Republicans, they're, they're fed up. They're, they want change. But, you know, RJ, one thing that's happening in the GOP, which really boggles my mind, the head of the RNC, you know, Ron Romney, she's got a group that's uh, trying to reach out to the LGBTQ. And uh, I know that's wrong because I got the five core principles passed. And one of those things with unanimous vote, the RNC at the national level, one of them was marriage between a man and a woman. Yet she's pushing to reach out to the LGBTQ. I'll guarantee you. Most of them vote Democrat, and I will also guarantee you, if you start getting them in your party, which we already have, log cabin Republicans, we are just going to get infected to the point where we're not going to be much different than the Democrats were 10 years ago.
2: Yeah, and you really see what's going on in the school system. It's really a one-two punch that they're doing to our children. The first thing they do is they introduce this critical race theory nonsense, which in essence makes these, these children feel guilty about who they are. And then once you beat down the children with the critical race theory, then you introduce something where they can feel positive about themselves, which is a different social sexuality uh, where they encourage the grooming of young boys and girls um, to really question sexuality and what's going on. There's no reason why why it needs to be discussed kindergarten and third grade about sexual orientation and it, it, But what they do is then they break down the family unit, so then the Absolutely. children they go against the parents. And that's what communists do. You you disrupt yes. the family structure, and, well, and that's Jay, what we
1: do. you probably know that the re- Democrat Party has accepted all the tenets of the Communist Party. That's Absolutely. That's why they don't run anybody. Uh, and our platform is good, but we don't abide by it. That's the problem. Right. That's why we need people like you and others in there is to make sure they do.
0: That's one We're more on that reason. Paper. One more reason that I feel the Republican Party is moving to left of center. It's being dragged across the center aisle.
1: Well, they think if they go left, they're going to get more votes. They don't understand the yeah. left is not going to vote for a Republican. Acceptance is in the primary so they can get the more liberal, um, you know, Republican into that seat. That's what they try to
0: do. Right. Yeah, fact, David, probably-
1: you hit the nail on the head
2: because the dem- the Republican mandate, if you will, it, if you stand on the principles of the Republican Party platform, they'd be fine. But what they've changed, instead of standing on a platform, the goal has come to defeat Democrats. So they'll look at a Democrat bill, and they'll just move it just a little bit to the right. So they're not really standing on the principles of the party. They're just not as bad as the Democrats. But well, that's not what we're there for. We're there to represent the voters and our party, and or excuse me, our platform. If you think about it, the only groups that ask you to rally around parties are communists. They want you to stay loyal to the party. We don't stay loyal to parties. We stay loyal to principles. And again, those principles are the US Constitution, Republican Party platform, and the Bible. Period. Amen. And Amen. when you're, it's just like dealing with any family member. I had somebody ask me, how can we work those people inside the Kent GOP? They're a whole bunch of freaking rhinos. I said, yeah. well, I agree with you. However, just like dealing with family members, you support them when they stand in the principles and you oppose them when they go away from the principles. Exactly. It's just like any other family and relationship, but the principles have to be the foundation, not the party. Yep, I agree. Absolutely. Just a
1: little note. The Michigan Schools DEI, that's, I didn't even know they had this. They have a director of diversity, equity, and inclusions. Yes. You know what he wants? He wants spaces with no white people in the schools. That's total racism. But what would happen if we said we want spaces with no black people? in this area of the school. I mean, that's just crazy the direction they're headed.
2: And, and the people are waking up. And again, yeah. for us, that's the best thing that could be going on right now because the new district that I'm going to be running in in the 84th, it's more of a 50-50 district, 50 Republican, 50 Democrat. And again, just like Reagan did in the 80s, you know, he brought over a whole bunch of Reagan Democrats, and I'm going to do the same thing in the 84th. We're going to bring over a whole bunch of Reagan Democrats, and we're going to go do this thing in Lansing all over again. Great.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear it, and I I like what you stand for, and I'm glad that you didn't get too down after they hammered you falsely. They did it to me twice. I know what that's like. Your heart kind of sinks, and you think, what can I do? But the people out there have to understand that politicians have exempted themselves from being in trouble for lying and and character assassination. You can lie, cheat, and steal to another, uh, somebody that's running for office that you're running against, and you cannot hold that guy in a court of law. But if it was a regular citizen, you could. That That's so much BS, I can't believe
2: it. It's really interesting, David, when uh, Betsy DeVos and her Freedom Fund, they set out a, uh, you know, I think it was like 10,000-piece, you know, full-color 8.5 by 11 mailer and uh, pure slander and defamation of character, malicious defamation.
0: Sure.
2: And uh, they even put my cell phone number on there and said, you know, you call Robert Regan and you tell him you know, how you feel about this. And of all of those mailers that went out, I got six phone calls. And two of them were from the Antifa Black Lives Matter, you know, knuckleheads. And they're easy to spot. And I just, you know, went after them and said, listen, you know what you need to do? Put on another couple masks, get the third or fourth booster, put on your skinny jeans, tie up your man bun, and get out of your parents' basement and go get the freaking <laughs> job. And uh, had fun with them. But the four constituents, the four constituents that wanted to know, hey, you know, tell me about this mailer, I asked them do you honestly believe that a man would say something like that today's day and age? And they said, no. I said, well, let me double down on that. Do you honestly believe a father would say something like that to their to his daughters? And they said, no, of course not. I said, that's right. Well, by the time I got off the phone with the four concerned constituents, they were so mad. They said, we are going to tell all of our friends and family, and we're going to bring this up at church because we need men like you in Lansing. So mm-hmm. this whole approach that they tried to you know defame and slander me, is actually boomeranging on them. And when I was doing the, the speaking tour this week with Seth Ketchell throughout the state of Michigan, I talked about that at every single meeting and just throwing it right back in their face.
1: Good for you. And you know what? They did the same thing to me. Uh, that Freedom Fund ran ads against me. I didn't even know about them because they didn't send them to me, but they sent them to other people. And the one I remember, uh, actually, John Yob just sent back to me the other day when they went after me for saying that the homosexual lifestyle was a filthy lifestyle. Uh, and they just wiser wanted my resignation and this person wanted that and all that good stuff. And they did a little poll and they said, and, and John Yobb said, when you're trying to take the king down, you better get your stuff straight. Cause 64 to 65% of the, the grassroots agrees with Dave a. <laughs> I thought <that> was great.
0: <laughs> nice. You know, and I bet
1: it's hard with Matt.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Well, that's it for the time that we got today, RJ. Thanks for uh, stopping by with us, and good luck on your campaign. I know you're, you're going to get it and win, and we're going to take back this uh, Senate in the House and all patriots approved and take our state back along with the country. So, appreciate what Robert, you're doing. I really appreciate you.
2: Yeah, you're a good man, Brian. I like you. You're a good man. Appreciate you you're putting out the podcast. Keep up the fight, and, you know, we got on the, on the call here today, we got one of the OGs, the, the old gangsters, the, the old gurus, if you will, of the party in Dave Agema. And uh, he really is <laughs> absolutely one of the of and captain. And I really appreciate you, David. Thank you.
0: Yep. Yeah. Thank
1: you very much. My my job is to cause as much trouble as I can. Drop bombs, shoot rockets, and strafe. And uh, you know you're <laughs> over the target when you're taking plaque. That's why I knew you were doing the right thing when you were taking flak.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie, 12 O'Clock High. I don't remember there that you one. Go. That's exactly what <laughs> right.
0: ah, That's a good one. All right, sounds good. See ya Dave, see you next right, week good, and gentlemen. take care. Have a good one. You bet. See ya. You are listening to the Patriots Voice of Michigan. God bless.